Hello, and welcome to Reflections of Darkness. I'm your hostess, Evil. This is the first podcast of many, I hope. And since it's the first, I should tell you a little about me and the podcast. Like I said before, I'm Evil, name and occupation. I am a gorgeous drag queen living and working in San Francisco. I am obsessed with all things drag, horror, camp, anything sparkly, food, and, you know, other things you'll learn along the way. I'm starting this podcast as a way to indulge my love of bad horror and my other love of talking and having people listen to me. So I hope you keep listening while I learn to make these podcasts better and more entertaining and honestly more technically sound. I have some great movies lined up for this year and some even greater guest co-hosts. So, without further ado, please enjoy our first movie, New Year's Evil. Okay, this movie, I don't know how I've missed this movie. This movie is right up my alley. You know what I mean. I've, I don't know how I've never seen it before. It was released in 1980, perfectly when I should be watching it. Love 80s horror, even early 80s horror. And I've just never seen this movie, and it is so good. The soundtrack's cool. The actors, hmm, some of them are good. The location's great. The setups, the kills, the soundtrack, and the, uh, what's the word I want? The Foley stuff? The sound effects, thank you. Uh, there's no one here telling me, I just remembered. Um, the sound effects are somewhat overdone in some places, but they're, you know, they're good. They're very heavy-handed. It's very fun 80s craziness. So we open up on a star in her dressing room with her agent. She's our main character, Blaze slash Diane. And the first thing I notice is, for Christ's sakes, Diane, why are your eyebrows pink? Better question is, why is all your makeup, why are you doing it with a tube of pink lipstick? Like you have the pink lips, the pink eyebrows, the pink rouge. I mean, this isn't some uh, mini challenge on Drag Race where you can only use one thing to do your whole face. Anyway. She's on a phone call with Diane and Yvonne about her husband, Richard. Coked up at some club in Palm Springs, which, hello, a man in Palm Springs doing coke in a club in the 80s. Can we say homosexual? Yes. Obviously, he's gay. And that's why she's so upset that he's not there and he's at the club in Palm Springs. Ugh. This movie starts off crazy. So... Now we're following um, Yvonne while the Foley artist is having fun with the shade rattles and the drips and the creaking door and the dinging phones. Anywhere they could put a sound, they did. Speaking of sounds, the first kill, Yvonne, and her hair things happened before the title sequence, which is awesome. I mean, you know, I don't want her to die, but if I had to listen to her hair clickety-clacks all through this movie, I would have died. Alright, so Yvonne is dead. Title sequence starts. You zoom in on late 70s skyline, then onto a car full of new wave punk rubble people being complete delinquents, which I love. And it's all set to the song New Year's Evil, Hello. And the song is really good. I was very surprised.
punks arrive at the hotel where they're confronted with policeman Lardass asking for their tickets because they're obviously, you know, delinquents and he has to be the rule of authority and whatever. So we go back up to Blaze in her hotel room modeling this tacky dress that's like full on misfits from Jim and the Holograms realness. And then walks in Derek. Hello, Bulge! Derek, come on, can you get tighter pants? I mean, he's hot in his jeans and his skinny tie and his tux jacket and his dreamy blue eyes. And while I'm thinking of it, why don't guys wear tight pants anymore? I miss that. And like, basketball players used to wear short shorts. I mean, I like to see what, you know, people are working with. And those tight pants, you know, it really helps. I miss the 70s. I mean, I didn't actually live in the 70s, but you know. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 Blaze's outfit. All I can say is, don't stand near an open flame or that outfit is going up. So apparently, Blaze is the hostess of a music call-in show called Hollywood Hotline, and tonight's show is called New Year's Evil. And they'll simulcast to New York, Chicago, and Aspen, covering all the time zones. People are calling in saying, oh my god, I want this song. And they're like, yay. And then the second caller is evil. Bitch stole my name. Call me evil. Um, anyways, he's saying he's going to kill someone close to her at midnight. I was like, and she's like, oh no, I'm scared, whatever. Here we start getting more shots of the mosh pit dance floor, question mark. Well, the live house band Shadow plays, and they play New Year's Evil again. Uh, the house band is actually really good. The music, again, in this movie is actually pretty good. Now we get to see the fuller, uh, the killer again, the fuller, Jesus Christ, the killer again with his full face. Well, we saw him talking on the phone, too, and killing Yvonne. They're not hiding this killer at all. Like, it's straight up, you see the killer at the beginning. It's weird. Uh, anyways, he's going into this sanitarium, the Crawford Sanitarium, which I can only uh, hope is a nod to Joan Crawford, because, you know, gay. Um, then he goes in, and he's dressed like an orderly or a nurse or something, and he comes across this other nurse who's there, and he's like, hey, you want to have some champagne and hang out in a closet somewhere or whatever? And he lays down this line, I always come well-equipped. And the nurse is like, I bet you do. <laughs> and then they go off to some room, and they drink and make out, and I guess she thinks they're about to fuck, and then flash over to the dance floor in the hotel, where they're all dancing really slow, like drugged-out zombies, and it is the funniest thing. They're just, like, falling over each other because they can't dance slow. I don't understand it. It's a very funny scene. Then at the stroke of midnight, New York time, Mr. Evil kills the nurse while recording it. Evil calls back in to tell the tale of the nurse and replays the recording on air and tells the police where to find the body. I'm like, shit, this killer, you see his face, you see him kill the people, and then he tells them where the body is. He is, I don't know if he's crazy or a genius. Uh, either way, it's pretty good. Now, one of the best scenes in this movie, I personally think. If you've seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. Little hottie Derek is having some sort of 
episode in his mother's dressing room. He's cutting up her tights and then puts them on his head all the way down while he's talking crazy. And then he looks at himself some more and then he adds an earring to it, which makes me laugh so much. I rewound it and watched it like 10 times. It gives me a little Silence of the Lambs, I would fuck me vibes, you know? And it's just so funny because this kid is clearly out of his mind. And they, they could have set it up that he was the killer because he was so crazy, but they didn't. They immediately showed someone else doing all of it, and he's totally out of the running. Uh, this So, cut back to the serial killer. And I swear, this serial killer has more costume changes than a share concert because next we see him gluing a fake porn stash on and going into a late 70s singles club, I guess it is. And it is full of terrible fashion choices and even worse hair choices. And what does our killer see at the end of the bar? His next victim. Yep, this woman from her voice and her blue eyeshadow is just screaming, KILL ME! Also, people out there and I probably recognize her from another of my favorite movies, Up in Smoke, where she played the blonde cop who sells drugs on the side. Also, KILL ME! You know. But this woman in this thing, her little egg-shaped clutch is everything, and I want it. So this also leads to a great exchange in the killer's car with her, her roommate, and the killer, and some serious TMI. Do you know what you need? What? TM. Transcendental Meditation. Listen, I do it every morning. Boy, that sort of stuff really works. I stopped biting my nails. Lisa got rid of her nervous diarrhea. Sally, please. Oh. <laughs> so the next kill is an ad to not do drugs. Because she suffocated with a bag full of weed. Which I just... It's funny and it's weird at the same time. Because anybody who's ever smelled a bag of weed, you know what it smells like. So to be suffocated with that air in there... Oh, whew, that's a lot. That is a lot. Then... Uh, her friend Nervous Diarrhea just follows her shoes and her clothes to this dumpster. Where where does she think she's going to find? Oh, a dead body probably? No. She finds her death. Which is a great scene. Because she opens up the thing and it's black. And then he flips on his lighter and it's just his face and he grabs her and he kills her. It's so good. So, after he's done killing them and calling to tell them where the bodies are and he's changing again behind his car out in the open, and the cops just drive by a shirtless guy throwing his murder clothes in the trunk. Oh, well, hello, killer. Damn, hello, killer. You know, he's kind of hot in a WKRP feathered hair swimmer's body kind of way. I'm, I'm getting into this guy. All right, so the cops find the bodies in a playground area, and this scene bugs me. I mean, it's one of the few scenes in this thing that bugged me, but there's a couple. But this one is one. So they see the suffocated girl just sitting there on a swing. Great. Swingers. Get it. Then they see the other woman's purse next to the slide. They pick up the purse, and all of a sudden the body slides down the slide. How? What did touching her purse on the ground do to make her body slide down the slide? That didn't make any sense to me. But whatever. It was still a good scene. I know they were going for a jump scare, but still. Anyway, da 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 back to me. Um, 
moving on, moving on. Then there's the whole thing with the biker gang and the drive-in, and he's dressed as a, wait for it, a priest. Now, there's something you should know about me. I love a man in uniform, even a priest uniform. Actually, priest uniform is in my top five fantasies. You know, to corrupt a young, hot priest. <sighs> what were we talking about? I get so distracted. Uh, yes, okay, so the teens in the movies, they deserve to die. By all the horror movie rules, the teens engaging in sexual activities and doing drugs. But do they die? No. They escape. Ugh, especially since that girl, she's in the back of that car and she could have gotten out multiple times, but she just sits there. And then she's like, oh, if you don't kill me, I'll fuck you or whatever. And he's like, no, I don't want to fuck you because clearly you're gross. Then she finally does jump out of the car when there's like people around and she runs past the people and runs into the woods. Hello, you deserve to die. I'm surprised she didn't fall in the woods and hurt her ankle. I mean, that would have been the last straw. But then again, she still gets to live. He doesn't get her. He gets chased off by police. That one, that one bugged me. So anyways, the killer runs away, not killing the girl, but at least he got that biker, who I guess is dead at the movie theater? I don't know. They didn't really say if he was dead, they just said he got knifed. Um, but I guess we'll put it as one of the kills. Um, so we go back to the hotel where Blaze's show is going on, and the cops have locked it down. No one in, no one out. And of course the killer is like, ooh, time for an outfit change. And he knocks out a cop and takes his outfit and walks right into the hotel. Okay, side note, I also love a cop outfit. Top five. Yes. So cut to Trigger Happy Cop in Blaze's dressing room. Almost kills Derek because Blaze forgot she had a son. And I'm guessing she does that a lot. And oh, so does Derek. Mother of the Year Award goes to Blaze. So then Derek runs off, and then the cop is like, okay, I'm going to be outside your door. Then somebody sneaks out of her bathroom in a mask. I don't know what kind of mask this is. I don't know if it's supposed to be... It looks like Laurel from Laurel and Hardy. That's a throwback. It also could be Nixon, I guess. I'm not actually sure. Uh, I guess I could have looked it up, but yeah, I didn't. Um, and the killer appears in Blaze's room again in another outfit. And now that mask. And twist, he takes off the mask, and the killer is her husband! Oh no. So clearly, Derek is crazy because his father is crazy. I don't know. So then the husband introduces himself to the cop, and the cop's like, how the fuck do you get in here? He's like, oh, I cleared it, whatever. Um, but he's suspicious, so he follows up that lead. Then we see the husband running around, setting shit up. And the husband must have been planning this for months with all the costumes and his trunk full of tools and learning how to override the elevators and the cameras. And, I mean, honestly, just kill her and throw her in a lake. Why you got to plan this elaborate... It's like a Scooby-Doo episode with all the masks and costumes and everything. Ugh. So, finally, Blaze and the copper in the elevator, and the killer starts fucking with the elevator. And Blaze's acting in this elevator is a little much just like her new outfit. She owns everything in La May. I don't understand. I know it was the late 70s, early 80s, but come on. Then she finally finds out, after the elevator crash, that her husband 
is the New Year's evil killer. One of the greatest lines while they're in the elevator is, I can hear your heart beating. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I do have to give it up to the killer on how he wanted to kill Blaze under the elevator. It's a great idea, and I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere before, where he chains her to the bottom of the elevator, throws her all the way up, and then makes the elevator drop down. It's probably in like one of those Saw movies or something, but I've not seen it because I don't watch those. Torture porn isn't my gig. Um, uh, but before he, you know, sends her up on the way, he has this other great line that... All the way up and all the way down. Enjoy your going away party. Get smashed. <laughs> But hey, at least they found Yvonne's head, or at least they know where it is once uh, Blaze is conscious and can tell them. And honestly, how tall is this building? After it starts going down again, she is going down forever. I don't understand. So there's an obligatory shootout with the cops. Shoots out the elevator controls, stops it. They get the killer out on the roof in his mask again. And then he says this line... And then he jumps off the roof and kills himself. And I'm like, well, there goes New Year's Evil 2. I mean, I thought anyway. Down on the ground where the dead killer is, Derek goes down and takes the mask off his dad. And he's all sad and crazy. And I think he uh, finally completely snaps. Uh, as his mom is loaded into the ambulance and driving away, you see that Derek is driving in the mask and that he has killed the other driver. So maybe this is a perfect setup for a sequel, but it didn't happen. I don't know. I mean, I like the ending, but I still want there to be a sequel with Derek. I mean, it's too late now, but they're all too much older and I think one's dead. Yeah. A um, little bit about the actors. So the person who played Blaze, Diane, is Roz Kelly. She's most well known for her role as Pinky Dus Tuscadero on Happy Days. Uh, but I knew her from an amazing little movie that I may review in the future at some point. Paul Lynn's Halloween special, where she plays basically the same character. I think this is the only character she can really play. Um, it's her thing. Evil's played by Kip Niven, who actually just died May of 2019, and he was working all the way up until then. Um, but before then, he did a lot of 80s guest star stuff like Chips, Heart to Heart, Simon to Simon. Alice, fun fact, he was married to Linda Lavin, who played Alice. Um, so yeah, he was working pretty steadily since the 60s. And then, yeah, he died. Sad. Uh, Grant Kramer, or Kramer, uh, played Derek Sullivan, and it looks like New Year's Evil was his first role, and I think he did a lovely job, or at least his tight jeans did. Uh, he was also in, like, Facts of Life, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Beverly Hills Brats, Sounds Fun, one episode of Murder, She Wrote, a few other things. Doesn't look like he's done any acting since 2014, looks like he's more on the producery side of stuff. 
those are the main characters. The rest you can look up and, you know, if you want. I didn't really need to see what Yaban was up to. Or the cops or whatever. And honestly, I still can't believe this is the first time I'd ever seen this movie. It's such a good movie. It's right up my alley. Um, I definitely give New Year's Evil a uh, very high rating. I actually haven't figured out what my rating system is going to be yet because I can't do, you know, stars because everybody does stars. And I can't do, like, skulls because somebody already does skulls. So I have to figure out, like, what my rating system will be. So if you guys want to hit me up on my DMs or email me or whatever, uh, yeah, that'd be great. You can message me on my Instagram, uh, Reflections of Darkness, or you can hit me up on Evil Queen SF. That is Evil Queen SF on Instagram. And yeah, leave me a message. Leave me some tips, some ideas, movies you would like me to review, things you thought I did well, things you think I didn't do well. You know, I can take criticism. As long as it's not too harsh or too much. Also, any pictures or, you know, fun stuff you want to send me, just slip into my DMs. You know, I always like a nice picture to wake up to. So, until next time, this has been Evil. And yeah, I know I need outro music and intro music, but I haven't done that yet. So, this is what you get until then. Bye.